Uh, welcome to the Love Five podcast. Paul Tizard, verifying coach, twenty-five years, and today's special guest uh, reached out for me from after listening to the podcast, and he's going to tell us all about his story. So, welcome, Joshua Daniel Phillips. Hi. I don't know. Why, I don't know why I went for your full name then, but it was just you know it was, <laughs> it was in front of me, so I thought, why not? Yeah, no problem. Uh, so when Josh wrote to me very recently, actually, saying that he he found some episodes and particular content helpful, I always like to get people who are real people to come on and share their stories. You're a real person, by the way, and so I thought it'd be great to to understand a little bit about your journey. And a lot of people will find that very interesting and helpful themselves. So, but before we get into that, so tell us, tell us what you do, Josh. What should, what do you do in the real world? So I am a college professor on the East Coast of the United States. Yeah. So let's see. I'm you know in my late thirties. Uh, so I've been a professor for a while. I've uh, been in been in college for a while. You know, it entails yeah. a lot of a lot of traveling, a lot of conferences, uh, and, and just mm. sort of on my own. Um, I just, I personally like, like to travel a lot. So yeah, that, that's who I am. So do you mind if I ask what you, uh, what your subject area is? Subject area so, uh, yeah. Uh, so I consider myself a, uh, I'm a rhetorician. I'm in a communication department. Short version of what that means is that I study cultural stories and sort of look at how those stories uh, have shaped various cultures throughout the world. And so I get really excited about, you know, books that are very, very important in certain cultures, uh, you know, authors, artwork, music, uh, and and the rest of it. So, so what are these sort of foundational items that are in various cultures and how do those various texts and stories uh, hold cultures together? That's what I'm really, really interested in. Okay. To me, it sounds obvious that you need to get out and about a bit to to go and visit these places and stuff. So tell us, just tell us your story. You know, so how, how did you come across the podcast? What's going on for you? Anything like that? I'd love yeah, to. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think the the quicker version might be. Um, I mean, I've been pretty active and traveling. I've been always excited about traveling and exploring. I've done it pretty regularly since I was about seventeen, as far as you know, flights are involved, uh, and everything was perfectly fine. You know, uh, I usually travel. I kind of try to add up. Uh, some of the travel I did over the last couple of days since we talked. And I probably traveled to about 10 to 12 different places every year. So a little less than maybe once a month. Nice. Um, I'll travel for business, for conferences. Uh, mm. I'll travel for vacations. Uh, I'll travel to go visit friends, go home for the holidays. Yes. Um, yeah. And everything. I, I mean, I was always fine with the entire process. And then I think sometime in my late 20s, I probably had a couple pretty bad flights yeah. <laughs> that I remember just, you know, some short trips. And then I think after that, you know, just every time I flew, I continued just to get more and more nervous about it. Mm. Um, so Josh, just rewind a bit. What, what do you define as a bad flight? Uh, so consistent turbulence, probably what I define as a bad flight. So if, if, if it's a little shaky here or there, you know, if I'm, I'm eating my meal or, uh, you know, I'm watching a movie and it gets shaky for, for a couple seconds, that's usually fine. Um, but I remember I had some pretty bad flights, uh, one mm-hmm. particularly flying into New York City, probably 12, 13 years ago now, where it was just a storm 
I'll, you know, for the last 30 minutes of the descent, you, you know, you look out the windows and everybody's just flying blind. You're through the clouds the entire time. Uh, we didn't see the runway until, you know, it was right there underneath the wheels. And the entire, you know, it, it's a very small plane because it was going from Detroit to New York, you know, only a couple of hours. And it was just heavy rains, heavy winds. Uh, for a while, it kind of felt like we were kind of flying in sideways <laughs> uh, to New York City. And so it was just sort of, you know, you, you everybody felt like you know, you're in like a you're in a can and it's just like, you know, just shaking you the entire time, just vibrating, shaking. You know, it was one of those things for the last 30 minutes, the uh, the, the the flight attendants get on and say, you know, we're not going to do any more service. We're not going to sure. collect any garbage because like we have to be seated down in our seatbelts, yeah. too. So, I mean, I, I particularly remember that one flight and I was probably, you know, in my later 20s, I was going mm. I was going to, to, to a conference. And yeah, I, I mean, I had a couple of flights to sort of, it felt like within a span of a year or two, just a couple of those flights that were very, very heavy, just the entire flight was, was very shaky. And yeah, then, you know, now it's been about, you know, I'm in my late thirties now. So yeah, for like the last 10 years, everything's just mm. kind of nervous. It's never, it's never stopped me yeah. uh, from traveling, but it's always like a day or two before getting myself ready, mm. like the entire flight, you know, no, no matter how long it is, I'm just kind of white knuckling it just kind of like hold on everything's going to be yeah. fine there's no reason yeah. like constantly talking to myself yeah so it, that's interesting so it's and that's quite common actually so you're in good good company it can be something like that it's quite often something like that and particularly where it's sustained and unfortunately the brain goes into overdrive doesn't it and, and yeah. particularly you're cursed with intelligence so you're more likely to have a fantastic imagination of what could be possibly going on. And, and the reality is that that could be disturbing for anybody. Anybody could, you know, quite rightfully. It's what happens next, isn't it, that makes the difference. And so that sort of was the start point. So what, so sort of what happened? What happened next? I mean, so I, I continued traveling, at, you know, regularly, like I said. So, I mean, mm. I, I've never passed up on a chance to you know, travel abroad, you know, see friends. Um, or the rest of it. But I, I did start to notice every time I would fly, you know, boarding the plane, like, I, you know, I'd have to, I, I'd be pacing up and down the airport, just kind of like getting yeah, myself yeah. ready. When I sit down on the flight, you know, I make sure I have a, a, a book, I make sure that mm. I have, you know, podcasts downloaded, I used to, you know, download a bunch of like, you know, meditation and breathing things. But during the entire flight, every 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm, I'm changing. So it's like, I'll, I'll read a book for 10 minutes and then, yeah. you know, I, I got to get my, you know, something, you know, a little turbulence and I'm like, okay, put the book away, like put on a meditation thing, but I can only concentrate on that for five minutes. It's yes. like, put that away. Okay. Maybe I can get a little drink of water for five minutes. I started noticing uh, as much as I could, you know, yeah. um, every like 30 minutes, you know, I, I'd have to get up and it's like, I'm, like, I'm just going to walk to the bathroom, just kind of like pace up and down yeah. the aisle, yeah. but I don't want people to know that I'm pacing. So it's like, walk to the bathroom go under the bathroom and breathe for a second, even if yeah. I don't have to use the restroom. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I kind of walk back to my seat. With if purpose. Plane, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if, if the plane, if the plane would have uh, on, on flight entertainment, like a movie, mm. I would, I would find out, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I just put on a movie and concentrate on that, but I'd get 10 minutes into a movie. Yeah. I'd feel something. It's like, okay, turn off the movie, go back yeah. to the book. And it was just this whole constantly trying to distract mm. myself with new items you know, for so you're in sort of high alert, hour. aren't you? Really, by sound of it. Yeah, I'm really alert the Sorry. whole time. You know, I'm not sleeping, not relaxing, mm. um, not even really paying attention to you know music or podcast or mm. watching a film. 
And what about, so you said a couple of days before the flight, you're thinking about it. Is that, has that stayed the same? Has that increased, decreased? Oh, so yeah. I mean, since I found, I mean, it really was like finding your podcast. Yeah. Now, I mean, now it's not, it, it, it hasn't been an issue. I mean, I just flew, let's see, it's the 20, yes, late October. I flew two weeks ago. I had a business trip in Chicago mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I worked that morning. It was a very late flight at night. Um, I got into Chicago like seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't think twice about it. I just had, I had my stuff. I was ready to go. I got on the plane. I, I mean, it's, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to oversell everything you're doing, but I kind of feel like I need to uh, just so people know how valuable <laughs> it is and how valuable it was. Very for me. Kind. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, that's really the reason I reached out to you. Cause I do think, you know, people could really benefit uh, or at least the, the way that I benefit. I'm like, you know, maybe mm. there's some other people who are just a little bit nervous, but mm. you know, the last couple of flights I've taken, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm completely relaxed. I, 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 I get into a book or, you know, I can read the entire, I can read the entire time. I can put on a podcast, listen to it the entire time. Um, and yeah, just very, wow. very relaxed the last few times I've, fl- I've flown. Wow. That's impressive, isn't it? Crikey. Yeah. So what do you think was the, I'm really curious, what was the turning point? Because we're now up to about 53 episodes mm-hmm. and some of those are, you know, some of those were very early ones, and I was—I yeah. would say they were pretty formative. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm—I would—I'm getting more in the swing of it now. Probably, I would say, so I—I w- I don't, I can't bear to listen to them, so I haven't gone back to any of them. I edit them. Uh, that's all right. Upload you them, them never for posterity. Them yeah, you—you—you—you you, you, you keep them so you know where you came from and where you're at now. Yeah, that's it. The progress. Yeah. Well, so the—the the first time I found your podcast was back in early June of the, just this year, so 2021. And I was getting ready to go to Peru in a, about a month before that in early May is a very, very quick trip to Peru. A friend of mine who lives in South America, and I usually go down to South America about once a year and I'll connect with her because, you know, she, she's local. She speaks the language. She knows her way around. So she's, she's from Colombia. Uh, and she said that she wanted to go to Peru. She had some time off. And if I'd like to come down and she's like, we're doing it in a month, come and meet, meet us down here in a month. And so I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to take advantage of, uh, of this kind of stuff. And that's usually, you know, <laughs> that's usually how I travel. I have friends kind of located all over the world and they say I'm on a business trip or if they live in a different country and they have time off, you know, that that's the way that I, I, I really appreciate traveling, just knowing so many people who are all over the world. I think we're getting uh, a bit of um, Josh Envy now, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know lots of people all over the world. Too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. so international. Or, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, my, so she, she called me and I, um, was just kind of scrolling through uh, different podcasts. Uh, like, you know, I, was, I think I typed in like fear of flying podcast mm. and, and, and yours popped up. And so a few weeks before that trip, I went ahead and just listened to a couple of yours to see if they, they would have been helpful to me. And they were, so I downloaded a lot more, you know, a, a few, you know, probably, I probably downloaded, you know, maybe 10 to 12. So I would just have enough to choose from. Wow. while I was on the plane. Mm. Um, and I would, you know, the, the plane ride total was probably about 10 hours. I think it's like three hours down to about Miami and then another yeah. five or six to, to Lima. Mm. So I want to make sure that it's had enough to get through the entire flight. And the ones that I found the most valuable for, for me, uh, and I think this is the reason that I, I liked your podcast as opposed to some of the, uh, the meditation stuff, the breathe and like feel the ground under your feet and, you know, your five senses, that wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> the reason I liked yours is because there was very practical 
knowledge aspects of like, how does a plane work? How does, how does flight work? And since I'm just, I'm very analytical, you know, with my whole, my whole job, what, you know, there was little things like, you know, looking out at the horizon, it's like the planes, you know, might feel like it's shaking a little bit, but you look out the window and everything's very, very smooth. One of the tricks that I, you know, really like doing is making sure that I just get a glass of water from the flight attendant. And I just put that thing on the tray table in front of me and it, you know, Mm. it's a full glass of water and you realize like, it's getting a little shaky and it's like, the water's not spilling all over the place. Like this thing's not, you know, you know, thinking about Mm. uh, some of the explanations. And I don't know if this was, you know, me expounding upon your explanation, but it definitely was an ex a somewhat of an explanation you gave. And I might've exaggerated it. No, I didn't mind. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, thinking about, you know, um, turbulence, uh, thinking about turbulence as uh, speed bumps. And it's like, yeah, if I'm driving my car down the road, Mm. And I go five miles an hour over a speed bump, I'm not going to feel it. But if I'm going 50 miles over a speed bump, I'm going to feel it a lot. Yes. And if a plane's going 500 miles over, 500 miles an hour over a speed bump, like you're going to feel it for a second. But again, just like looking at the mm. water on my tray table, one that I just listened to a couple of weeks ago on the way to Chicago, can't remember what number it was, but it was with, it was with a technical person you were talking to. And they were just talking about that that little like sense of like zero gravity, you feel at like 1500 feet. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just, I mean, just him explaining that look like the nose of the plane is at 15 degrees. We hit 1500 feet. We, we bring it down to 10 degrees mm. and you feel a little jolt of free. And I, and to me, I'm like, Oh, like I, I, I under, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but it's like, I understand basic mathematic yeah. and physics yeah. principles and it's like that that all makes sense now and so it's mm. not unusual for me to kind of feel that little jolt in my seat where it kind of feels like the planes you know oh. going backwards back yeah down exactly yeah so just all that little mechanical stuff uh people you know explaining you know the different fluids that go into the wings that make the noises mm. yeah I, I think that that all that kind of stuff was just very very helpful to me so that when i felt things it didn't feel you know, it, it felt like, oh, like this is a normal thing that, mm. you know, should be happening. Or, you know, if it does happen, it's not a big deal. Oh, the, the final example I was thinking of was the flexing of the wings. And, you oh, know, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they put these wings in airport hangers and they try to get them, you know, standing up straight basically before they're going to break off. And so you see a little flex in the wing. It's like, that's not, you know, yeah. uh, that's not going to, that's not going to do anything. So just hearing all the, the very technical explanations about what you're feeling and the sensations. That's interesting. Yeah, now all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I, I know getting on the plane, it's like, hey, at 1500 feet, I'm going to feel mm. a little sense of like zero gravity. But that, you know, that that doesn't mean anything except the, the nose of the plane has gone down a little bit. I love that because, yeah, these are these are key things. I think humans like certainty and we all do. We all like to know what's going on and knowing that that these stages are, are so predictable that you can tick them off. Yeah, it's very reassuring, which is why I liked. So I don't know if you've seen the one with Pete Higgins's checklist. Uh, I, I mean, I, I probably definitely came across it. It's a it's a great download, so you can just print it off, and then yeah. it's literally every stage from takeoff through to landing. Okay, and yeah. he's sat there and gone through it all uh, many times, and so so you know credit where it's due. So for example, the the water trick. The first time I heard that was from one of the original founders of my last program was back in 1996. And this guy called Captain Norman Lees, who was a lovely fella. And he was the one who introduced that. That was the first time I heard the cup of water thing. And then it kind of went away for a while. 
And then another therapist came and joined us called Jill Harvey Bush. And she introduced, she reintroduced that one, but she also reminded us that when you think about it, you could, if you travel on a train and you go and get a coffee, they'll put a, put a lid on it before you can go back to your seat. And whereas on, the, on an aircraft, you get a coffee with no lid because it's so yeah, fundamentally it. stable. And I was like, oh, that's such a great observation, you know, and it's so true, isn't it? Because you never yeah. do that in your car. You can't do it in a train. Yeah. But on aircraft, and, you, and it's that, that idea, like in the sort of litigation culture that we can live in sometimes, you wouldn't risk it. So that's just goes yeah, to sort that's of, a good so point. little tips like that. And then the 15 degrees down to 10 degrees, I find that's very helpful. That's a nice reminder as well of some of those core ideas. Mm. So if you had to give some sort of tips, I always say to people at the end of it, and if you've listened to the podcast, you'll know this question's coming, but I always <laughs> ask at the end, what, what sort of advice would you give to people based on your, your own personal journey? So I thought about this, and this is probably something that, you know, the, the, uh, the FAA and, and all the airline industries will not allow. So, you know, they can take this with a grain of salt if they're listening. But, but as I was listening to your podcast and thinking about some of the rough flights I, I, I had been on, I, I thought to myself, you know, why does a flight attendant or a captain not get on quickly and say, hey, everybody, we're going through some turbulence, but, you know, here are the mechanical reasons that everything is safe. <laughs> and, you know, just some of that little stuff would, you know, they get on the intercom real quick and all they say is like, put your seatbelt on, we're going through turbulence. And in yeah. my mind, I'm like, put your seatbelt on, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Like, yeah. it's going to get crazy. Yeah, put your seatbelt on or we'll die. Yeah. And, and all I could think when I'm listening to your, you know, I'm listening to some of the things you're talking about in your podcast about the mechanics and weather patterns and the rest of it is, you know, why isn't a flight attendant get on and say, hey, look, we're experiencing mm. turbulence. Mm. This is how turbulence works. Like, this is how weather pattern work. We're the flight attendants. We're going to be up and moving around because like we're used to this. We know how to, you know, make sure that yeah. our feet, you know, stay yeah. on the stay on the floor of the plane here. And I was like, I, that <laughs> Yeah, and it, just like that little stuff, I'm like, that might make a lot of people. Well, I totally agree. Feel a lot better just if the you know the, the pilot gets on and it just mm. sort of explains, you know, this this is what's happening with the weather right now, but we've done it before. I know that you, I, th I think it was your uh, podcast I came across where uh, people were talking about sort of like the difference between passenger airplanes and cargo airplanes, and you know, cargo airplanes, you know, they they, they you know go through. They, they, they're not they're not as worried about sort of getting around like getting as completely smooth around like turbulent spots as like a commercial airplane perhaps mm. you know just thinking about these yeah that that was that was my advice i was like could someone just great get on one. the intercom and great talk one. about the science of it real quick <laughs> i think it's lovely and, and 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 i'm totally in agreement with you and it's something that we've been banging on about for years and I do occasionally talk at different conferences, and that's exactly what I say. It's just like the worst thing you can do after there's been some turbulence is pause. But the yep. the pilots, there's no if the normal turbulence or any form of turbulence, the trouble is it doesn't worry pilots because they know it's not a problem. And for cabin crew, they're also used to it. So they can either yep. walk around in it because it's safe enough for them to do so, or they have to sit down because it's a bit dodgy because in case they spill. So it's it's an, it's like a non-event. And so whenever I have heard it, and I do hear it occasionally where a pilot will jump on or a cabin crew person will say, we're going through some turbulence, absolutely nothing to worry about. It's blah, blah, blah. But you're right, it's very rare. 
It's very well. I mean, there's lots of things I could say about that. For example, quite often, passengers who travel a lot want mm. the cr- want people to shut up. <laughs> they don't want to be keep being disturbed <laughs> by someone chatting away, yeah. running the fear of flying course on the the PA. You know, but I do think there's probably a middle ground where yeah. where just a, a couple of words can make all the difference. And I do know some pilots that will deliberately at the beginning of the flight will do their announcement in the cabin, so you can actually see it as a human. And little touches okay. like that really make a massive difference to nervous passengers, but also for a lot of people that haven't admitted that they are nervous yet. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, even, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, just a, you know, just a pilot or a flight attendant getting on and saying, you know, we're going through turbulence. There's nothing to worry about. Mm. Please put your seatbelt on. I mean, even just a, a couple words like, yeah. you know, there's nothing to worry about, uh, I, I think would you know, in the past, probably been been uh, a little bit more reassuring to me just to know that, you know, if, yeah. if, if you know, I know that they're not worried, like, you know, I, I don't yeah. have anything to worry about. But maybe yeah. maybe I, you know, people get a little too imaginative in their head and say, oh, we're putting our seatbelts on. Maybe, you know, they're getting That's a little it. bit, you know, <laughs> the pilots are are bracing for impact, like they're this bracing, like getting yeah. through this storm. You know, and, it, yeah. you know, people can get a little crazy with their imagination. Well, it's, it's, it's totally understandable. I mean, if you don't know. And something I've banged on about for years is you don't know you're go, you're going to fill in the gaps, aren't you? Yeah. In the absence of other information, you think, well, it yeah. might mean this. And also, we do have to hand over control to these amazing humans, and so it is a big ask, isn't it? So not knowing. Yeah. So I, I think I think you're right. I mean, we'll we'll keep you know fighting the good fight <laughs> and 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 saying that. But so you say now then, just to sort of sort of wrap up. That you're pretty much there in terms of being fearless or you still got some work to do uh i, I think i mean I, I think yeah i i do know that my last flight to and from chicago it's only two hours there two hours back so that's you know that that's uh, the shorter flights you know i you know do a little bit better with yeah I, I was good like flying there flying back and i think part of it is because i was in work yeah. mode so i was yeah working all day right up till I went to the airport and then I had to go to the airport. And then as soon as I got off the plane, I went right to the conference. Like it was just, mm. you know, bang, bang, bang. But I mean, I did notice on, on this, on this last flight, just a couple of weeks ago, I did, you know, I, I, you know, download and I have, you know, your, your podcast, like ready to go. And for, for takeoff, I, there was, you, you have a, a 10 minute kind of checklist type of, of, of podcast. Um, I don't remember which number it was. You have a few of yeah. those sort of 10 minute ones. Yeah. I, I listened to it during takeoff and then sort of once we reach, you know, cruising altitude mm. or past that sort of 10,000 foot mark where, you know, the seatbelt lights goes off, you know, I'm kind of through that little 10 minute talk yeah. of yours about, you know, what's going on and, you know, explaining, mm. you know, the mechanics and stuff. And then after that, like, I, you know, I, I wasn't like reaching for your podcast anymore, which is not, <laughs> not to say I don't like it, but it was just sort of reassuring that I could, yeah. you know, I actually put on, a different podcast that I Amazing. enjoy yeah. and yeah. an entertainment one. And I listened to that for, yeah. you know, to a two hour flight, you know? Um, mm. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't changing it, a podcast. I wasn't opening books and closing mm. them. I wasn't up and down pacing. I got through the, 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 you know, I got up to cruising altitude with you. And then after that, I just, I put on a podcast oh, kind of spaced great. out and all of a sudden I'm, I'm landed in Chicago. Yeah. Without, amazing. Without, all amazing. The, without all the little ticks and OCD stuff that I usually go through. No, oh, I love that. That's that's yeah. that's really great to hear, and I'm very flattered that you've taken the time to come on and share your story. And the fact that it's it's just lovely to know that the stuff that we do is landing well with people. Excuse the pun, and 
I think it's quite interesting the way that people frame their experience. So, for example, your two-hour flight is actually more dynamic than a long flight because you've yeah. got more climbs, more adjustments, mini crews, approach, descend, adjust. You know, so there's a lot more things happening in two hours than there is in, say, a 10-hour flight because you just, yeah. you've got those bits at the beginning and the end and then it's just a big sort of like nothingy bit. So it's interesting what people, some people prefer the longer flights because you tend to get bigger aircraft and there's yeah. more time where you can just wander about and others like the short. So I just, I'm, I always find it fascinating what people's processes. So that's really interesting to me. Right. Josh, thank you very much. That was awesome. And thank uh, you very I'm, much. I'm very you. grateful. Yeah, thank you. My well. pleasure. And thank you very much for taking the time to come and talk to people. And I know this will be a very popular Podcasting will probably be out in a couple of weeks' time. So, okay. thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Bob. Enjoy your travels. Mm-hmm.